What is up, motherfuckers? It's your boy, Matt, coming to you with another motherfucking football podcast. Back with me this week, Ray Stone. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing good. Ready for an exciting podcast, another week of football. And guy, I hear you're down in Miami right now for work. How are you doing tonight? Close enough. Cape Coral, but um doing okay. I'm trying not to eat so I don't spend another day dealing with food poisoning. It's either food Ooh. poisoning or just sick of watching the Bears. I can't figure out which. You still don't feel worse than the Jets do right now losing to Miami this weekend. I kind of guarantee that. I don't, I, I don't know, man. They, they still have that high ride from, you know, beating the amazing Super Bowl favorite Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that was pretty. But and while that was brutal for the Cowboys, um, I know the Cowboys fans in the group are very excited today because they beat the Giants. Great job. Congratulations. Well, Daniel Jones has looked like trash. Would, imagine the shit they would have caught if they got swept by New York. Oh, that black cat! That black cat got him lucky. I'll did you see? Right speaking now. of the black cat, did you see the spoof of a football life for the cat? Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, you got to look it up. It's hilarious. Oh, I'm in for Somebody that. Somebody sure did you... a little spoof football life intro and short little video about the cat and the Heisman Trophy winning cat and Antonio Brown puked when he tried to work out with him. He thought he was in shape and couldn't keep up. That's it's awesome. Make sure you favorite favorite player to ever have played for him. That's awesome. Yeah. Make sure you post that to the Flock NFL Facebook group where we are based out of for all you Flockers out there. Currently doing two uh, draft king pools. Um I won the last one, and Andrew the Greek fucking took first in the Sunday with 228 points. Just ridiculous. Also doing a survivor pool in there. We're down to the Elite Eight right now to win my bourbon. But some football news to get us started off. Cam Newton went on IR today and is out for the season. Ray, what are your thoughts on his future in Carolina and possibly elsewhere? Well, his future in Carolina is done. Um, Carolina's future is Kyle Allen of now to see how he develops. Um, his future elsewhere, there's going to be about 10 teams that call as long as he's healthy. He, uh, he, he'll get a job. He'll get money. Um, teams, there's still execs run the league that remember what he's done previously before these injuries, and they're going to hope and pray that that comes back. And if uh, – if the Ravens can get a fourth-round pick for uh, Joe Flacco, I'm sure team will offer up money to bring in Cam Newton. And right now, I'll say this. His cap hit for next year is $21 million, but his dead cap is $2 million, meaning if the Panthers outright cut or trade him, they will save $19 million. Guy Weaver, I know your Bears need a quarterback. Would you be interested in Cam coming to Chicago? To take over for, for Trubisky? No. No. I I don't, and it's nothing against what Cam's done, but Cam doesn't fit that offense. Not only is he broken down, and I still think that his MVP season was a fluke as it is, um, he doesn't fit the Bears' offense. Now, I know the Bears' offense is atrocious right now, but the things that they do well, they need a quarterback, almost like a game manager, like an Alex Smith type, would do really well there. Uh, a name that comes to mind for me for Chicago, and I'll get flack for this, but is like an Andy Dalton. Um, Andy Dalton, I think, would do really well. But Cam Cam comes from an offense where he truly has to have everything run through him, um, even with that read option or anything like that. And I just don't think that fits in Chicago. I personally think that Cam's done. Um, I think I don't see how the Carolina Panthers keep him, um, regardless of whether you're high or low on Kyle Allen. You just you just mentioned it. Nineteen million dollars in cap space can be freed by releasing him or trading him. There's no way they're going to pay him twenty-one million dollars next season, especially if they believe in Kyle Allen and want to move forward with him. And look, while I agree with you, I think he's done in Carolina. As far as done overall, 
There is no way in hell. Kyle Allen's actually a restricted free agent next year. He's in his second season right now. So uh, the Panthers would have to work to retain him if they wanted to. But if we look around the league and we look at some of the QBs starting right now, I'd take Cam Newton over a healthy Marcus Mariota, uh, Jameis Winston, um, anyone with the last name Allen almost. There seems to be three of them right now. Um, Ray, I'm not even sure what's going on with the Broncos right now, but I think Cam works there. There's a lot of places in the league for him. I don't think we've seen the last of Cam. I, I, I agree with you on the fact that I think he's more talented than a lot of the starting quarterbacks we've got out there. I'll say he's more talented athletically than Mitch Trubisky. It just doesn't fit. But you just said I, I, I would be intrigued to see him in uh, Tampa uh, replacing Winston down there in that offense with Bruce Arians. That might be successful. Hmm. Yeah, let's not forget the Panthers also also have Kyle Allen's been playing, and you mentioned he's a restricted free agent. They did draft Will Greer, too, and um, he did show some promise come, coming out of college. He was actually, before the season, thought to be a first-round pick, but he kind of – his stock fell throughout the year. But I'm sure they have um, – they believe they believe somewhat in Will Greer as well moving forward. At least want to give him a shot. Would you give Cam a shot up there in Denver? Um, no, no, um, no, just cause I'm, I, I'm sick of retread quarterbacks. I'm tired of retread quarterbacks. I want Denver to actually have a young quarterback and develop them and go from there. I don't think, um, dude, would he make Denver better? Absolutely. I'd be dumb if I said he, he didn't, but I don't want a three year rental. Yeah, see, to me, I actually disagree with Guy, and I know he knows his team better than I do. But that Panthers Super Bowl team that went to, and yes, lost the Super Bowl, but still made it there, was very much built like the Chicago Bears with Cam at QB. Yeah, and I also think Matt Nagy's smart enough to to build a scheme around him and get rid of his Mitchubisky PTSD. Um, so yeah, I think I think he would actually be a good fit, fit for the Bears. I, I I totally disagree with you, 100. Um, percent I don't see him being the West Coast offense game manager that Matt Nagy needs. It's not Cam Newton style. It hasn't been his entire career, um, even dating back to Auburn. That's just not the type of offense that Cam Newton's ever ran. Um, his throws are not a uh, quick pass setup. He has to see where he's going to throw it. He does better with big body receivers like an Allen Robinson. Um, I just don't think he blends with Matt Nagy's offensive scheme. Now you say what you want. I mean, good coaches do transform their teams to, you know, work in the best interest of their quarterback. But this isn't a team that's building. This is a team that's built. Just needs the quarterback to come in and just run the ship. And Cam Newton doesn't fit that. Is is Matt alive? Kind of wondering why he's being so quiet. He's no longer here. Alrighty, let's go, Matt. Hurry up. Um, Am I better now? There you are. I have, for some reason, my microphone was muted. I asked a question. You talk game manager. Would you rather have a Nick Foles or Cam Newton running the Bears for you? Nick Foles. Like I said, I would take an Andy Dalton. Um, I would absolutely take Nick Foles. Nick Foles even – Nick Foles did really well in um, the Philadelphia. And Doug Peterson's offense is very similar to Matt Nagy's. They both come from the Andy Reid tree. I don't think Cam Newton would be successful in Philadelphia. It's not the style offense that that quarterback has played in. And we're not talking about a quarterback that's only a couple years in. We're talking a quarterback who's played the game for 10 years. Yeah, well, I'm 100% conf- confident if he doesn't retire, 
Joe Flacco will be out there for you in the offseason. You won't have to trade for him. So oh, there, there's that option. Now I got to see. Now I got to retract because I said there's only two quarterbacks in the league I think that are worse than Mitch Trubisky. And gosh, I might have to include Joe Flacco in that. But Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl. I'll give him a shot. Yeah, let, let's skip over that and let's focus on some teams that actually are worse off than your Bears and your Broncos. Several teams right now are 0 uh, 8, 1 and 7. 1-8 and eight at this point in the season. Let's focus on some teams that need to be fixed. Ray, how would you fix the New York Jets? Well, I would start, if I was the owner of the Jets, I would take the loss and I would immediately fire, fire Adam Gase. I'll slap myself in the face for hiring him to begin with and uh, maybe get the Miami Dolphins, the ex-Miami Dolphin coach, to help me do a line. And then I will fire Adam Gase. I will meet. I will hire a coach that has experience, but is also creative. Um, I hope the Steelers are dumb enough to uh, fire Mike Tomlin to bring him in. But regardless, a new coach has to be brought in. I'll do everything I can to to trade Le'Veon Bell. Don't think it's possible, but I will at least try. Steelers did did make a call. Um, and then I will just build the line to the draft. I would build my defense around Quinn and Williams and Jamal Adams and allow the team to build over time and not try to buy a bunch of free agents and make them an 8-8 eight and eight team. All right. Not a bad strategy. Um, getting rid of Gase is, I'd say, genius, but I, I think that's just average intelligence is all, all right, it takes yeah, to get I, rid of. Fuck it. All right. Be able to Here, make that here's choice. a question. Worst one-and-done coach, or who should be one-done? Adam Gase or Freddie fucking Kitchens? Ooh, Freddie Kitchens. They're both horrible. But Freddie Kitchens, when when you take a five-yard penalty because you think it's a better field goal, back five yards, you should have been fired then. <coughs> I, would, I would have argued not, uh, Adam Gase until this past weekend when I see them down in the red zone and – they're handing the ball off to somebody besides Nick Chubb and then go for it on fourth down and Chubb's still yep. not on the field and you hand it off again. Yeah. And that you don't throw the back was up. just atrocious. Well, here, here's my difference between the two. I feel like the Browns have the pieces. I feel like the jets don't. Yep. So for them to have almost the same record, I mean, the Browns have one more fucking, win than the Jets right now. It's pretty damn close. And with that talent on that team, I think I hold Freddie Kitchens more accountable. They need to fire his ass and fire his ass fucking quick. Should already let him go. Now, and hey, guess what? When Jason Garrett is the best example of a coach that was retained, that was an interim coach, and he's won two fucking playoff games in a decade, that's not a good example. Never keep the interim coach. Always fire the interim coach. I don't, don't agree let him... with you. I don't agree. I mean, yeah, history says that, but I still stand behind the fact that the Browns should have kept Greg Williams. He wasn't the interim coach, though. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Was he? He was. Uh, yeah, he, he was, was the interim, interim coach. head coach. Freddie Kitchens was the interim offensive coordinator <laughs> after Todd Haley was like Even up. worse. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. Not even he could even get the coach. You keep the interim offensive coordinator. Wasn't even good enough to actually – he was a fucking running backs coach. Had proven nothing. But, yeah, let's give him the head coaching job because, I don't know, the offense seemed to click those last few weeks. Honestly, I think it was a fucking homeless guy they just cast for hard knocks. They're like, oh, this guy looks fucking funny in sweatpants. Let's get him on the show. We'll call him running backs coach. <laughs> and he bullshit his way into a fucking job like that. Just like a student sweatpants. Like, oh, yeah, come on down. Uh, Freddie Kitchens is a funny name. Let's uh, let's make you a coach now. I think that was the fucking story. So, all right, Ray, that's how you're gonna fix the Jets, guy. You have a much easier task. You were given the Dolphins. How would you fix the Dolphins? Man, the Dolphins are actually in good shape. And the reason I say that is if you look at their draft capital, they if if they hit on a few guys, they got a good chance of turning this around. 
first thing you got to do is you got to take a quarterback next next season, first pick. Now, you screwed up and went and beat the Jets. I didn't condone that. Um, you went and beat the Jets, and now you are not going to probably have the number one pick. But I still think you can go and get a guy like Joe Burrow out of LSU um, and start to right the ship. Use your other first-round picks because you got three next year, and you got another high one. I think you have the – I think it's the Jets that they have. And they have uh, the Steelers. Steelers, that's what it's Steelers. Steelers, you're probably going to get a, a top 15 pick from. Texans, you're, you're not going to get a top 15, but still a first-rounder. So go get you a – quarterback will get you a top offensive line and a pass rusher because right now they've got no pass rushing whatsoever on that team um, so you go and lock down those three you get rid of brian flores you bring in a head coach i i, I would bring in a veteran head coach for that team you'd um, really get rid of flores you don't think he's in on not. the tank you don't want to give him a shot they haven't no, really given him a in, shot he was brought in because they wanted to tank he He's done it game. on fucking purpose, though. Maybe even more so that I want to get rid of him. How do you bring in? A, how do you have a head coach that is supporting of the tank, and then you're going to try and convince the team next year that never mind, guys, last year was last year. I'm going to try and win now. You've shown nothing to that team that you have the ability to to coach them out of adversity as it is. So I don't want the guy that's the yes man to management that wants to lose. And it works for this season, cool. But next year when I want to start winning, I don't want Brian Flores. Give me, you know, if you're going to go out and you're going to get the next hot thing, then go get, go try and get, you know, Riley. I don't think you can do it. I don't think he'll do it. But go and try and get him. If you can't get him, then go with the next hot hand. Go get, like, Chris Richard out of Dallas. Yeah, I'm oh. that. You know who's a, a, an underrated underrated coach? And you might mock me for saying this when it comes to rebuilding teams, and that's John Fox. John Fox will never nope, be able to nope, play. Nope, 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 we're done. No. No, hold on, <laughs> hear me out. You. No, nope, hear me out. He rebuilt the Panthers and made them in a contender. They didn't win, but he made them in a, into a contender. He was let go because the team fell apart. Um, he can't. He just can't sustain it. He rebuilt the Broncos with Tim Tebow. And made the Broncos into and, and helped the Broncos become powerhouse. Then he got fired, blah blah blah. And then he put together a lot of this talent on the Bears. He Look, can no. change culture around in a locker room around. He just came when the you're big. You're describing right now. You cannot give him credit for the Bears. No, here, guy, I got this because you're echoey. Right, right now, you're talking about a slump buster. Like you're talking about a team yeah, exactly. who hasn't scored in a long time, and you just want to go hit on a slump buster for. a a year or two and get out of the slump and go get you something good. Now yep. there's no good that can come from this. That's not being single. That's not the bachelor life. That's not college life. You don't need a slump buster in the NFL. <laughs> you need an actual coach. You don't want to race waste two years of your prime in the NFL with a slump buster. John Fox is a fucking slump buster. That's <laughs> all he is. He's turned some franchises around. Yeah. Yeah. He's a fat girl you don't want to I take home from still, the bar, man. He's still – okay, but which would you rather have? Would you rather have John Fox, Freddie Kitchens, Adam Gase, or Brian Flores? Brian Flores in the heartbeat. Brian Flores because we don't know what he is. God, Not I, close. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. What do you mean? I just don't think you – I, right. I, I don't think you fire him. All right, that's your plan for the Jets. I was given the assignment of the Bengals, which – Honestly, that's the hardest one of the fucking three to fix. Fuck you both. I appreciate it. All right. Is time travel possible in this scenario? No. Because if it is, I go back in time. Guy Weaver, Andy Dalton for a third. You taking that for the Bears? For what? When? Two weeks ago. Andy Dalton for a third. <laughs> that's what we asked for time travel, man. <laughs> well, that's Time why jump. I was asking. Like, when are, when are we going back? Are you going back years? Two I'm weeks. Go, okay. I, shit. Two weeks ago. Yeah. If trade deadline right. was still going on, I'm still offering a third for Dalton, Andy Dalton, Bridgewater, whoever. And I'll propose this to myself: AJ Green for a first, Philly. Yeah, Eagles are probably doing that trade. Done. All right. Now I have an extra first and an extra third going into next year, and my team is that much worse. First thing I 
I do if I'm the Bengals. I don't win another fucking game. I want that <laughs> first overall pick. They already messed up by not trading Dalton and A.J. Green or William Jackson at quarterback or anyone else to try to get more draft capable because they're that dumb. So now that that ship has sailed, I'm making sure I get the first pick in the draft. I'm going to sign offensive linemen in free agency. That, that's task number one. Zach Taylor's been there a year. I don't know what I have in him. I'm not going to fire him yet. I want to give the guy a shot. I don't want to let people know that I'm going to fire my coach every single year. And then with the first overall pick in the draft, I'm going to trade to the fucking Dolphins. You take that first QB. I'll take the second QB overall and your next first round pick because I'm going to need that to restock my team. And that's, that's fine, what, and I'm making that trade with you because I've got first-round picks to give up for next year, too. Exactly. Exactly. You win, I win. We help each other out. I like yours. So what do you, uh, what do, you do about the defense? <sighs> that's draft pick. Uh, my other number one that I got from trading A.J. Green that's my third rounder I got from trading Andy Dalton. I mean, it absolutely has to be addressed. But right now, they need a quarterback of the future. And to give that quarterback of the future a chance, he needs an offensive line. Yep. They have one of the worst five offensive lines in the league. I don't, I don't want to turn into a David Carr. I don't want to see an Andrew Luck go into early retirement. I don't want to see Deshaun Watson get the shit kicked out of him every game. I want to build through my lines to give my QB a chance. But you say that, but you just traded away A.J. Green. So now you've left him with... A.J. Green's A.J. Green is a free agent to be. He is. And he's, he's 31 years old. He's sign a long-term contract with you guys. Yeah, and I don't need a 32-year-old wide receiver to bring along my guy. Auden Tate's not that bad. Hill is pretty good. Or John Ross is pretty good. He's going to be healthy. Boyd's I'm fine with those. Boyd is pretty good. I'm you fine with Ross is going to be healthy. Where has Ross shown since he freaking went to the combine that he's going to be healthy? That's fine, but Boyd is pretty good. I'll you know what? Boyd. You know bad. what my team I'm... needs more than a 32-year-old wide receiver? A fucking offensive line. And that's what I'm going hard for. Would you now question would you rather would you just pick off what if you chose to use the draft to get offensive linemen, build it that way, and then waited for like a Trevor Lawrence? And maybe that's the call. That's why I traded out of that first round draft pick. I get the pick and then I trade it back to the Dolphins. I get their number three overall. And like their twelfth overall from the Steelers, whatever that's going to end up being. Yeah, because I feel like this draft class was coming in, and everyone's thinking this is going to be a dominant draft class, and it still may be. But I feel like a lot of the guys are, um, a lot of these players were kind of growing less comfortable with these quarterbacks being rated as high as what they were previously. Well, and and that's part of the draft prospect. I mean, we had a former podcast partner who bashed the shit out of Lamar Jackson and said he'd take like a dozen QBs over him in the draft. But I mean, NFL teams took Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen all over Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar has proven today. He's the best QB from that draft class. At least he is right now. I know he's not throwing the greatest, but he's leading his team to wins, and that's what matters most. So you don't have to get the first overall guy. You just have to get the best overall guy. No, absolutely right. And, yeah, Lamar Jackson, <coughs> I, think the, <coughs> I think the only guy that I still might have, I still think might have a shot is Baker. Sam Darnold looks atrocious. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Josh Rosen's about to be out of the league. Josh so. Rosen didn't get a fair shot. Guy, any thoughts on that? You still with us? Josh Rosen, uh, I Josh Rosen. I feel bad for the guy that he's got bounced around and never really gotten a shot. I would still give him a chance to see what he is. I don't think we've had any opportunity 
to really see what he could do. No, no. that's true. That's why I don't think you have to have the first overall QB from a draft. I mean, you go back to that draft, I don't think Baker's the best one out of the draft. You go to the draft before that with Wentz and Goff, I think you'd take Wentz over Goff. Am I just being a biased Eagles fan here? Uh, Or or actually... Or actually, there's a draft in between that with Trubisky, Watson, and Mahomes, and Trubisky was the first one taken wall. I don't <laughs> think you're taking asshole. him first. I am an asshole. But look, <laughs> Baker was the first one taken. Trubisky was the first one taken. Goff was the first one taken. In all three instances, I think the teams were fucking wrong for who they took first overall. I think that if they all got to redo that again, if you ask McVay, hey, would you rather have Wentz or Goff? He'd fucking answer Wentz. Hey, guy, Trubisky or Mahomes? Yeah, I'm not even going to embarrass you with that one. It's Mahomes. And then if you ask Cleveland, Lamar, or Baker right now, you're going Lamar. So do you really have to have the first overall draft pick to get the best QB from the draft? I'm saying fuck no. And I'd bring up the Winston Mariota draft, but they both suck ass. They do both suck ass. Mariota, man, he's just, uh, he is horrible. Horrible. Fucking Tannehill looks good up there. You got replaced by there. Tannehill, and Tannehill looks ten times better than you. And you know, the, you know the worst part for the Titans? They're going to get talked into Tannehill as their QB, and they're going to re-sign him. Oh, God. They're I gonna hope think that doesn't he, happen for them. They're going to think they fucking solved their quarterback problems and re-sign Tannehill. I, uh, I I actually like Tannehill. I don't think he's a top tier quarterback by any stretch, but don't forget who his head coach in Miami was. And that's fair, but I also don't think we can trust a Bears fan on their QB judgment for them to like Are someone. That's me? like that's <laughs> like liking the bare minimum. Mr. Bisky was the fucking answer. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Look, here's here's Shut my thought process on this. You're this is like that I'm responsible for what Ryan Pace's stupid drunk ass did. He was hanging out with fucking uh God, what's that guy? What's his damn name? What's his name with the Colts? Chris Ballard? Because no, he's owner. amazing. The owner. Oh, Jim Ursay. Yeah, he's too busy hanging out with Ursay popping those pills. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. Here's my point. Why would I trust you to know about good quarterbacks since you haven't had one since you were in diapers? Um, probably because every fucking quarterback I've said we should take, we should have taken. <laughs> Look, I was the one back when we traded for Cutler that said, no, we should have kept Orton. I was the one that said, how the hell when you traded up from second to third, I even said it before they picked it. You better not pick fucking Mitch. The Bears no. ruined, they ruined They just don't Cutler. listen to me. I don't know why. They just don't listen to me. At least Gruden listens to you and sends you Cleo Mack. You're absolutely right. I gotta see who I can get from him now. We gotta move. Oh wow! Speaking of Gruden, look how much better that first round draft pick's gonna be for him this year. (laughs) Oh man! Kicking a man while he's down. I will say this, Ray. I I know you always look. Here's a little inside the podcast for everyone listening right now. Ray always likes to throw out. Is Carson Wentz the new Derek Carr, where he's an MVP candidate, <laughs> and then he's fucking nobody? It's his favorite topic. Hey, Ray, you know who looks pretty fucking good right now? Derek Carr. Derek Carr looks very good right now. Derek Carr Derek is having Carr's a hell of a fucking good. season right his, now. His happy feet are gone. He's no longer dancing around. He looks he looks really good. I'm happy. He's a good dude, too. I hate the Raiders, but I'm happy for him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you would take him on the Broncos right hell now yeah. if you could. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who's in a worse who's in a worse QB spot right now? What would you say is the team that is in the worst spot for QB Dolphins currently? Dolphins? Over, the Dolph- over Bengals? Over Broncos? I got to say the Dolphins because no matter what, they're trying to lose and they're going to replace you in the draft. Right now, Josh Rosen, who was a top 10 pick a year ago, doesn't have a shot to win that starting job. No matter what he does, 
he knows he's done there and he's going to be replaced. I think anywhere else, if he's that QB in that system, he's a shot to win the starting job. Does that make sense? I guess. I don't fully agree with you, though. I would still, again, I think Josh Rearson only doesn't get a chance because they're scared of winning games. Who are you going with, then? So, who uh, do you think's say, in the worst QB situation? I, I, right now, I would say that the Broncos are. Um, <laughs> and I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not even trying to shed light on you or anything like that. I, I would say the Bears, but all the Bears need to do is put Mitch on the bench and let Chase Daniel run the team, and they probably go back to being at least a potential playoff contender. Um, but you guys, I mean, you've got, you've got Drew Locke, but you don't even want to give him a shot to see if he's even ready, which he obviously he's is. He's still on the IR, right? Brian Allen. Drew Locke? I thought he's back. Yeah, he's come. <coughs> no, he'll officially be back at the bye. Week he'll 10. officially be back at the bye, yeah. But either way, you've got Drew Locke, who I'm, I'm sure you think he might be something special. I don't think so. Um, but you've got Brian Allen right now. I think it's his name. Was that his name, Brian? He's one of the fucking Allens. Brandon Allen. in your team right now. And I just I don't think you guys are in any position to, to have a chance. You've got great supporting cast around him, which is going to mask it a bit. But Sutton's legit. I don't think you have a starting quarterback on that Yeah, team. Sutton is legit. That's Sutton is legit. Jersey. Sutton is looking really good. I uh, I think the Broncos bad QB situation. I know with. I always completely mishandling this Drew Locke situation. He could come off IR right now in practice. It makes no. He he's saying he's waiting until he's physically ready, and then the OC and the head coach say he's physically ready, and they're trying to get him mentally there. So I have no idea what's going on with that situation. I have no idea what's. I have no idea what Drew Locke is. All I know is he improved a little bit each game in the preseason. He he had some good some good grades coming into the draft, especially because of his arm talent. But regardless of the situation, Elway's making decisions. All I know is at least Brandon Allen looks better than Joe Flacco already. So, but uh, which ain't saying much. But yeah, no, they're not in the best situation because John Elway's pulling the pulling the trigger. All right, here's my question because no one gives a shit about the Broncos. Um, the Patriots just lost to the Ravens. Yes. Do you guys feel that the Patriots and specifically Bill Belichick as coach and defensive coordinator, do you feel he held back not wanting to show every card in his hand for the playoffs? And I'm not saying he let them win by any means, but do you think maybe he showed them his B game instead of his A game? I don't the Patriots, Bill Belichick, historically struggles against running quarterbacks. That's that's pretty well known, especially when it comes to well, Patriots well, fans. Well, first of all, everyone brings that up, and the first thing they bring up is a fucking wild cut with Ronnie Brown. That game should be thrown out because no one had ever seen the wild cat before. No one had expected the wild cut before. In fact, Rodney Harrison was interviewed and said that is the only time in his career – that Bill Belichick wasn't prepared for a scheme. He said, actually, yeah, well, it's the only time he wasn't over-prepared for a scheme. I don't know why he brought up. Well, I said running quarterbacks. So Well, the Wildcat was a running quarterback system with Ronnie Brown where he could throw passes. Yeah, I, I I'm Belichick's not sure if always, you're familiar with that. Belichick's always struggled against that type of offense. Yeah, yeah he always has struggled against uh, running. But, and, but also just, I mean, the Patriots are a good team. I think they're the best team in the AFC. They have a very good defense. But also, they were basically Alabama playing the last place team of every conference. That's what their schedule has been. So they finally played a, a good team, a playoff team, and we on the road, and we saw what the team we saw that the team is is beatable. I think that's I think that's what that game was. The team is beatable. They're not the greatest defense of all time. They're not the greatest Patriots team of all time. We've seen an offense that is struggling. They can't figure out who they are. They can't find their identity. Generally historically they will figure out their identity the last few weeks of the season and going into the playoffs. But right now they don't have their identity in offense. Guy, do you feel Belichick held back a little bit? I mean, I don't think that he went all in just to win that game. Um, and I think you're, you're right on the fact that he's, I think he's done it before where 
you know, a team that he's potentially going to play in the playoffs. He's not going to show every card. But yeah. I also don't believe that he played that game to not win. Yeah, um, no, no. I mean, if you I, I don't even think he tried to lose. Edelman, Edelman doesn't typically drop that ball. Um, so, you know, you, you're already, if that play happens, you're looking at a potentially different game anyway. Fucking 10-point swing easy. <laughs> right. So, you know, that, and at that point, you know, there's a good chance that the last, you know, five minutes, four minutes of the game that, yeah, Belichick was like, all right, well, we're just going to kind of play a little mediocre because, again, we're going to face them in the playoffs potentially. But I don't think that he went into that game with that mentality. Still went in it to win it. Still went in it to play their game. Um, it just happened to play out that way. I'm very interested to see what we see with the Patriots move forward. They got to play the Eagles, the Cowboys, nobody the Texans. Yet. Yeah, no, that's one. They're playing the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Texans, and the Chiefs in a span of four games. So I'm very interested to see. They struggled against the Bills. Um, there's, they could have possibly might have lost that game if Josh Allen didn't get knocked out. So I'm interested yeah, I, to see what we see the next four weeks. I think they're going to beat the shit out of the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think if the Chiefs have Mahomes, they win. I, I, I think, the, I, Texans, I I think see, the Texans and Chiefs beat them. I want to see the Patriots play another solid team before I make that kind of judgment. It's still I Patriots, um, but they have again they haven't played anybody, so we'll see. I don't know if they beat both the Eagles and the Cowboys. Well, um, and if that's the case, they play the Eagles first. I'd love the Eagles to win and piss off the Patriots to have them lose to the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, can Cowboys I dream scenario? Them. Yeah, I, I want the Patriots to beat the Cowboys. And I no way. You want the Cowboys. Breaking news. Breaking news, guys. <laughs> wow. That's a hot in, take right in there. In other shocking news, we're going to post 100 Cowboys memes about the MB and them boys about after beating the fucking Giants. Dear God, who gives a shit? You beat the Giants. Get over it. That oh, team sucks. Man. Matt needs Matt needs his own podcast. Just I do. Cowboys. <laughs> it's frustrating. Just the Cowboys. Uh, oh, it's so easy. Dak looked like shit last game. We'll um, move on from this sorry ass Cowboys. We'll shit. move on so, from it. So check this out. So I'm sure you guys saw this today, and I don't know if you listened to Dean Spanos talk, but there's rumors going around. The NFL is looking at truly making the Chargers a permanent. Uh, resident of London. Now, Dean Spanos has come out today and said it's a bunch of crap. It's all BS. There's no truth to it whatsoever. They're not going anywhere. But my question is, my first question of this topic is, should they? Should the Chargers, and I'm not even going to put a city in front of them, should the Chargers consider moving across the pond, so to speak? All right. Let's start off right here and say no. The tax differences for having children in London versus California are night and day different. You're, Philip Rivers would go bankrupt. Philip Rivers won't go. Yeah. yeah that's Philip the next Rivers portion of this. Time. I'm not talking about the players. Uh, Let's talk about the organization. Should the Chargers and Dean Spanos, the owner, and the NFL consider truly putting the Chargers of all teams in London? Now – Hard no. The reason for this, if you move a team, you're not going to move a team from that side of the United States. You're going to go more East Coast. You think about their rivals in their fucking division. They're playing Oakland, which is right there in California. They're playing Denver, which is on that side of the U.S. And yeah, I know they have KC, which is middle. But still, that's a fucking hike for almost everyone to go over there. For those games. I don't think. I think if they were to do it with the Chargers. I think they'd have to move divisions. But before I talk anymore on this. Ray what do you think? Um, I don't think you move any team to London. I Just the <clears throat> the travel that the, the teams are going to have to deal with. Um, it's going to sacrifice the quality of the team in my opinion. Um, and then just. I, there's other teams. There's other. St. Louis would love to have a team again. Move them to St. Louis. Move them to shit, Oklahoma Louis, City. St. Louis doesn't move the needle, though. St. Louis doesn't well, no. get St. Louis another has no, country involved. St. Louis has no public funding either. 
So to me, St. Louis gets zero public funding help whatsoever. Guy, I'll let you go before I step on your dick. Go ahead. What do you think? So I don't think the Chargers are the team. I think if we're going to move a team at all, I think it'd be the Jaguars. But what I think is really going on with this, this is the NFL. The NFL wants a presence over there. We all know they want the global um, recognition and all of that. But if you're not going to go an expansion team, you got to find somebody to go over there. But the real, I think the real motive behind this from the NFL is to push hard at the next CBA for the 18 game season. And the reason I say that is because if we put a team across the pond, what the players are going to want is they're going to want another bye week. The only way I'm yep. going to give you another bye week is if you extend the season. So I think it's an NFL play, a long-term play, to try and get that pushed in the next CBA. When you said – now, Ray, you say um, you know, because of the teams that they would play, it would make no sense. I don't see any team going to London without um, the divisions being – moved around um not as drastic as when we went to four divisions instead of three and you had teams move from afc to nfc and all that but there's I something that have to move to make that make sense if it was the chargers there's no I solved way it. you move a team from the west and keep them playing all the teams from the west i got it done solved you ready that's it yep all right first of all you move two teams one you move the Chargers to Mexico City. You get a team <laughs> down in – hey, look, they tried to play a game in Mexico last year. Yeah. They've that done it in the past. Worse, They'll do it again. Worse than Soldier Field. But if they get the field in place, there's the support there, and it's still a West Coast team staying on the West Coast. You can build that market down there. You want to move a team to fucking um, London – Move the fucking Redskins. Force Snyder to sell. Change the team name because they get complaints the team name is racist. And then most of the teams they play, Philly and the Giants, right there. That's that's as close as it gets to flying over to London. I know Dallas is a little ways away. But if you look at the NFC East, those three teams, that's kind of perfect for those cross-country trips to London. I think Washington's your answer. Well, and to give you credit, the fan base is looking for a, a way out in a way to not be Redskins fans, so that will help the fan base. Um, yeah. But it's also, not like you're I, losing a lot with the Redskins. Yeah, exactly. But, we, Hell, you know, we see – them to the London Redcoats. <laughs> Fucking how easy oh, is that? Lord. Oh, God. Let's, oh, start, let's start a London Redcoats Twitter page. And let's get that going. That, that is pretty fucking good. On, that's genius, man. That might be the smartest thing that's ever come out of your mouth in the three, two, three Oh, years. my gosh. Um, well, but, now, let's – you realize, though, that regardless of where they go, if the Chargers move anywhere, even St. Louis or anything like that, Phillip Rivers will not play for them anymore. No. He's, he's not re-signing for a reason. No, he's fucking almost ready for retirement. He has fucking octuplets. He's like the octo mom of he the lives, NFL. He's he still like lives Travis in San Henry. Diego. He's like Travis Henry, but with one woman. <laughs> and actually taking care of his kids. Oh, Antonio yeah. Camardi. Antonio Camardi on Hard Knocks didn't even know the name of his child's name. It was, it was their birthday. Um, but but one thing. So the the London games they they do sell out and so forth. They sell tickets, but. In a region in, in the Mexico City too, region where soccer is king, does football have a place over there? A permanent place? It's one thing for a couple games, but a permanent place, eight games a season. What do you think? I think that's exactly it. I think they sell out because it's it's a commodity. It's yeah. It's, it's just something that's around once a year, maybe twice a year. So but Popeye's you put a team selling out after two weeks. All right, you put a team over there unless they're Don't winning every game. Unless they're winning every game, I don't think you have the following. Because even when you look at the games that are over there and you look in the stands, you don't see it's you know you don't see a home field advantage of any kind. No, you see a lot of people that like players, but even when they interview people in London before the games and stuff, they don't they don't know the sport. 
No, they don't. But maybe the NFL has hope because when you see, when you watch, see the fans, they have jerseys of all these different teams and different players. Um, so obviously there's people following the NFL the best that they can and maybe think, okay, we give them a team then then there'd be fans of that team. It's, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't like too much changes in, in the, I don't want too much change in the NFL. And this would be a huge change. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but everything you, else would be a nightmare. If you have a team called the London Redcoats, I think that's going to sell out every fucking week. Right now, the Chargers They could never have a fuck, primetime game. The Chargers can't sell out a 35,000-seat stadium right now. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Just not to their fans. Yeah, yeah. every other fan goes to the It's game. been brutal. And who cares if they have a primetime game? You know what's amazing? You know what's really fucking amazing? Waking up and having a football game at 9.30 in the morning. Oh, I yeah, love Sunday that. Sunday was Christmas. Then Sunday I got a fucking Christmas, game man. at 9.30. I watched one, football from 9.30 four, till 11 at night. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Give me a fucking London team. I want to watch all damn day. And honestly, that But Texas that's you on the West Jacks Coast. That's you on the East game. Coast, bro. That's you on the East Coast. California or even Denver, they're not getting up at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning to watch a damn game. Bro, I got to be honest with you. I got kids. I'm up at 7 anyways. If I was on the West Coast, I'd be up at 7. I'd throw on the game. Yeah. It's not like I slept. When's the last time you slept until 9.30? Good you God. got 17 kids, guy. You are Philip Rivers. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Me and Rivers are going to get together and put together a team, boys. Yeah. <laughs> but you know I'm right here. I mean, when's the last time you slept until 9.30? We're up uh, at yeah, fucking 7 o'clock you. every time. Couldn't even tell you. What time hey. were you up on Sunday? Uh, Sunday I was up by – actually, I was up before 7 on Sunday. Yeah. So you were exactly. throwing the game if you were West Coast. Probably. If I sleep past 6.30 on an off day, I'm I'm jumping up in joy. <clears throat> Matt, I, I do have I do have a question for yeah. you. This is not football related. When I mentioned Popeyes, did you try the sandwich? Sandwich is amazing. Oh, absolutely! It's fucking. I'm already planning my next cheat meal around it. See, I had here's it, the, it was amazing. Here, here's the things. First of all, is it I've really been on that Pop- good? Yeah, it's that yeah, good. It's, it's that I've good. been on Popeyes a minute. It's not like this is fucking new. Oh yeah, so like here. everyone else Popeyes. is pissing me off about crowding my spot. Second of all, I don't know what a cheat meal is. I go to the gym. I eat what I want when I want. I'm a swell 200 pounds, and I'm fine with that life. Well, I've gained 60 pounds since I got married, so I got to lose that. So, um, but yeah, I don't want to say anything. Well, yeah, you, yeah, but you've got the trophy wife. You don't want her leaving. <laughs> you have no choice. Yeah. <laughs> Guy and I just keep knocking them up. So I just keep making, exactly. I just keep That's my money. tactic. Wait, you're going to leave me? You're going to leave me? No. Let's go ahead and get you pregnant again. Here's another kid. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, guy, you have to try the sandwich. Get the spicy one. I'm not waiting in line for a fucking hour for fast food. Ever. It is torturous. The line wait is absolutely torturous. No, because I'd be the one that got up to the counter and they sold out and then I'd set the place on fire. But... I think somebody told me there's an app, and you can order it on the app and go pick it up. So you can try that. Still takes forever. I heard that on the radio the other day, and it still took him like 45 minutes to get a sandwich. Uh, shame. God, well, at that point, we're absolutely winding down. Ray, do you want to plug us really quickly? Yeah, you can listen to us from Spotify, iTunes. Um, join our the, the Flock Football NFL page. Um, you will not regret joining that page outside of, unless you're outside of, if you're not a Cowboys fan, sometimes you get annoyed, but, um, also you can follow us on, at flock NFL on Twitter. Um, please rate, share, like our podcast. Tell us what we did wrong, what you don't like, what we need to do to improve, what we need to do to make you put us on for 40 minutes on your car ride home. not a bad point i like it very much um that actually brings us to our final pot of pod it is our bar talk segment you guys ready
Yeah. Which NBA player would you like to see in the NFL the most? And what position would you like to see them at? Hmm. I'd like to see Zion at tight end. Because he's thick and run? And he can jump out the building. Imagine that red zone target. Cam Newton could hit that red zone target. Guy? Okay. Guy, I, guy is so stunned by this question, he has nothing to say. He's speechless. Which is completely fine. And if not, we lost him. Um, I would really, really like to see Anthony Davis at tight end. I know he's too tall for the position. But just to see him catch a fucking fade route in the end zone, go up against people, use his size advantage... Antonio Gates had that basketball background and he was able Mm -hmm. to use it to turn into one of the best four or five tight ends of all time. I think a guy like Anthony Davis who can fucking post up like no one's business would absolutely excel in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think is, – is, is, isn't that really like the only – that and wide receiver the only positions that really these guys would translate to? I'd have to go with the most part. I mean, I'm sure some of them are athletic enough and uh, can throw a ball and play quarterback. But for the most part, NBA players are a lot taller than their quarterbacks yeah. we see. I mean, you look at guys, and uh, QB's usually around 6'4", six, 6'5", six, unless you're on the Denver Broncos. So most <laughs> of your NBA players are fucking taller than that. And I, yeah. I, I think that would be the issue. Another guy, Russell Russell Westbrook at wide receiver. His speed. Here, he is one of the most athletic people in the United States of America. Absolutely. He truly is. So, I think he'd be able to translate to wide out if not. And Guy's not there, so I'm going to pick someone for him. He's actually texting me right now. Guy is actually picking Larry Bird to play wide receiver, and he's not even. Does he want him to die? He's not even picking 1980s Larry Bird. He's picking right now Larry Bird. Um, (laughs) I don't know, guy. That's a weird fucking pick, but you know what? You do you. I respect that. So, thank you guys for uh, listening to the motherfucking. Football podcast breaking news. Eagles just cut Sendejo. He was a safety. He wasn't very good. And cutting him gets us back a comp pick in the fourth round of the draft next year. See, only reason the move was made. Eagles aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. It happens. Ray, can you say goodnight to the people? Good night and good morning, Flockers. Guy, can you say sonnet for the people? Thank you. Good job. I appreciate that. And I will say thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Peace out, motherfuckers! Silent like the Bears playoff hopes.